people, what's going on? Welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, you already know who it is. It is your host, Arsenio, duh. But you know what? Today is another Q&A. I got Selena back on board, like I said, on a bi-weekly basis. Selena, how you doing this morning? What's up? How is everyone? I'm excited to be back on the show. Absolutely, man. I said, because of course, me and Selena, man, we just got so much report, man. She is my sister from another mother. You know, we we just on a collaborative mode. And so we chose a topic. And Selena, we gonna kick this topic off with you. It's called, and it's titled, You Get What You Focus On. What 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 do you think that entails, Selena? So I want you to kick this bad boy off because you're the guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. It's funny because uh I I didn't understand this at first <laughs> until I understood it from a psychological point of view. And um I'm about to get really nerdy and in depth here, but uh that's who I am, so it's okay. Yeah. But I, I learned about something called the reticular activating system ah, that yes. is in our brain. And how it works is the more that you focus on something, the more that you focus and visualize a specific thing, your brain will actively try to find more of that thing. It's just the way the neural pathways in the brain work. So for example, uh, let's say you're like, I wanted to buy a specific car, right? I'm, I'm like really into nature. And then like all of a sudden I'm like really wanting to buy a Jeep Wrangler for some reason. <laughs> like the more, I, the more time I spend outside, the more that I want to buy a Jeep Wrangler. Right. And all of a sudden I just started seeing all these Jeeps yes. everywhere. And I, I think that's a perfect example of like how the reticular, reticular activating system works. What you focus on, what you are really trying to find and see your brain will actively try and find more of that. And that works whether or not you know or not. So if you are focusing on something negative, you're focusing on all the bad in your life, that's what you're going to see. That's what you're going to experience more of and vice versa. Wow. Yeah, man, so many things, of course, have popped up. Um, in my head. I mean, this is in terms of uh, finances. This is in terms of relationships. This is in terms of friends and family. Mm-hmm. This is in terms of the talus, the talisman. You know, you can either be on offense or defense. You can wake up and you can have that positive side of the coin or you can have that negative side of the coin. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I ended up, ma- I manifested one of the worst lives ever three years ago because, again, you already know this story creating oh yeah creating a life based on negative opinions of what people thought about me so you know Mm, what yeah every job interview every person i came in contact with whether it was online or in person the looks i would get it was all predicated on what that reticular activating system basically was everything i thought at that time in terms of me just being a victim it was everywhere around me but you know what right now it's gone And so, I mean, if you look at it from a perspective where if you could continue saying, oh, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough money, guess what? You're never going to have enough money. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of goes into 
a couple different like branches, right. you know, it, it goes into like your thoughts create your reality and your words also create your reality. And it's, it's funny because the universe is like a direct reflection of like those two things, like what you think you become and what you say you believe. And it's, it's very easy to be unconscious about our thoughts and our words and like what we're saying to our friends and what we're thinking in our heads. And uh, if those things are not the best, you're, don't, don't ask yourself why, you know, you have a certain mindset. Don't ask yourself why you're broke all the time. If you are saying certain things that are contradicting, like you were saying before, I'm, I'll always be broke. I'll never have enough money. I can't afford that. Or I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm lazy, blah, 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 blah. That's what you're going to get. Yep. It's a direct reflection of, of your life is a direct reflection of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. Right. And so how, like, oh my God, I remember when I first started doing this, this was nine years ago. I didn't even know about this back then. But I remember my girlfriend, she left me at the time, and I was like, oh my God, she left me. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? And I remember at that <laughs> time, I said, anytime I think of you, I'm going to do something else to take you off my mind. I remember this is the last email I've ever sent her. It was <laughs> those kid moments. Um, you sent her emails? Yeah, because like, I don't know what happened. Remember, listen, there was no Facebook back then. Well, yeah, there was, but no one used <laughs> it. Okay, MySpace was already dead. Twitter was just coming up. Uh, there was no Instagram. Uh, so yeah, it was either emails or text message, right? So uh-huh. I remember at that time I was like, listen, I'm going to have to like just completely get rid of her. I'm going to have to block her number. This is the only way I'm going to be able to move on. So I remember that last email I sent her was after a phone call. She's like, stop calling me. Stop calling me. You need to move on. You need to move on. And at that moment, I realized I was the most pathetic person on the planet. And I said, OK, I'm going to email her one last time and I'm going to say all the best in your future endeavors. And that's what I did. But you know what? I activated that because I'm like, I'm going to have to keep myself busy. And I said, something is going to have to fill that void in terms of me focusing primarily on her. I'm going to have to shift it because now she's out of my life. That's probably three, four hours of conversation every day out of my life. There's a void now. And that void will always be filled or become filled again with the thoughts that we had had with each other over the course of a year, year and a half. So Mm -hmm. then I started attracted to me people who were brought into my life and I call these people and I call these types of people like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, like leaves on a tree, seasonal friends. They come into Uh, my life, purposeful friends. They come into my life to fulfill the purpose. Once the purpose is fulfilled, that friendship is going to forever take a, uh, you know, forever take a turn. So I focused on friendship. I focused on love. I focused on things that well, of course, not get me to the next level because I had no idea what the hell I was doing back then. But yeah, I just looking back at it, Terrence, Robert, Chandre, and Unita. These four people over the course of six months, I snapped out of it. But at the same time, all those friendships were gone after six months. Why? Because the wow. purpose was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So people came into my life. To get my focus off her, they succeeded, they went on, I continued forward, I went to Australia for the first time, the rest is history. So, 
Oh, man. I mean, that's probably the beginning where it all began. So, I mean, what what would you do? What would you tell someone to do to, like, how to get their minds, uh, well, let's say get their minds off something first or probably focus on something, yeah, yeah, like, depending on, like, relationships and, of course, what you're going through right now, how is one mm-hmm. able to do that? To redirect your mind, get your mind off of the bad stuff onto the good stuff. You know, you really get what you focus on. You really get what you point your attention to. And uh, I think the first step is being fully conscious and aware of what you're focusing on and what your fo- and like what your main point of attention is. I always try and just kind of reassess myself at least every hour and kind of check in with where my thoughts are, what I'm doing. And just be be self-aware. Self-awareness is a huge playing contributing factor in knowing like where your thoughts are going. So I try and practice self-awareness and just get back in my head and be like, okay, what have I been focusing on? What have I been thinking about? What have I been, what has my attention been pointing towards? And if it's something that isn't serving me, I'm like, I need to shift this right now. Like right now, the first step is being aware, because if you're not aware, you're not going to know if you need to change or shift or do anything. And then the second thing I would say is to shift it immediately, shift it like right at that moment. If you find that you're thinking something negative or you're thinking about something that you shouldn't be, find a coping mechanism or a tool or create something that will take your mind off of whatever that may be. Whether it's listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video, your favorite show or playing a video game, find something constructive, but also distracting, but also productive (laughs) to kind of keep your mind off of whatever that is. And it kind of, it's kind of like swapping out that negative thought pattern for a more positive, constructive one, whether it's like reading a book or meditating, even do something that will kind of help train your brain to be like, we're not thinking about this. We're doing this instead. And if you do that enough time, you will you will kind of retrain your brain to be like, okay, every time we think about this, we're going this way. And you'll create like a new neural pathway to do that instead of that negative thinking. Right. And I think, you know what? Who so this goes into the next one. You know what I do? I like to vent my feelings out, but in an in an inspirational way. So I gave you the story before the podcast just now, right? So let's just call it mm-hmm. like this, people. I might make another podcast in terms of this, but you know what? I'm just going to say it like this. I had an energy zapper come into my life yesterday morning, okay? Now, these energy zappers, mm-hmm. they don't even know that they're zapping the energies of other people. But when this specific individual, I realized the aura of just, it could be negativity or even discontent. She did not seem happy. Not only that, her personality, and remember, I'm one of those people that live by having a pleasing personality. It was so, the way she treated people and everything. There was no thank you, there was no this, there was no that. So after, let's just say this 45, well, probably 35 minute stint, I felt like I had lost a day's worth of positive energy. So, for the next 20 minutes, my mind was focused on what that person had done. 
and how, let's just say, how negative or how this and all the negative feelings that she had emanated at that specific moment. So what did I do? I turned to the platform, like you said. And what I did, I went to mm-hmm. Instagram and I didn't even talk about that. I talked about something else that I was very passionate about in terms of if you have friends and your friends and those friends end up leaving your life and you feel like you are empty... That means you are not your best friend. So I went on this 10-minute rant. And it's funny because I actually got that energy and whatever negative energy I had. And I put it towards that video that was very inspiring. And then all of that went away. Yeah, you just got to let it out sometimes. Absolutely. So, yeah, you talked about, you know, a coping mechanism. And that in- that Instagram video was my coping mechanism. And it was about friends and family and blah, 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 blah. And so... Yeah, I mean, again, I didn't understand how I attracted this person. Of course, that's another topic and whatnot. But I was primarily focused on this specific individual for a week. And then when it came to seeing her again, it was like, blah. And I was like, whoa. And like you said, people change very quickly. But because I was focused for so long on that specific person, regardless if it was positive or negative, I had to quickly make a decision and say, is this person suitable for my life? Absolutely not. Okay, Arsenio, are you going to ease out or are you going to jump out? And so I decided Mm -hmm. to ease my way out, stay off the platform a little bit, don't look at anything. Okay, just keep, keep on doing what I'm doing. And then after that, I'll make the jump in probably one to two weeks, but for the most part, I'm staying away from that person. Why? Because if I continue speaking to that person, they're going to continue draining that energy. They're going because I'm focusing on that person, the relationship that I'm trying to build that is impossible to build at this point. So yeah, a little bit off topic. What are all these emails? Sorry, uh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a. A little bit of what happened yesterday. So, have you ever been in an instance where you just sat home for the majority of the day, let's just say the day, and your thoughts, your mind was focused on not having enough, the without, the this, the that, the bills, the this? Have you ever had that Mm -hmm. moment? And when you had that moment, how did you immediately snap out of that moment? Did you hurry up, put some shoes on, go for a run, go to the dog park? Like you normally do, what do you do in those moments? Yeah, I actually, I call that the myth of I don't have. And it's so easy for a lot of us to get caught up into that like systematic thinking of like, I don't have this, I don't have that, I'll never be this, I'll never be that. And uh, I personally really like to get outside in nature as soon as possible. Or I will listen to someone like Tom Bilyeu or Gary V yes. or someone who, who's just like really good with words to uh. be like, quit being a little bitch, shake <laughs> the fuck up. And <laughs> yes. just like, David and I'm like, David yeah, Goggins I need to stop. Like I need to quit doing this. And just like something motivational to like get my mind off of that thinking. So I call them like my free coaches because like all their content is everywhere and like when i need a quick little gary v like shape the fuck up buttercup little like motivational (laughs) speech i i have him saved on my on my youtube and i will go and i will listen to a video or even his podcast or even tom bilyeu and I'll, I'll listen to that and uh that'll immediately shift my thinking because 
I, I really value what they say. And I'm reminded of all the reasons why I shouldn't be in that thought process to begin with and why they're not serving me. Sometimes I need a little help if I can't get out of it on my own. So that's what I like to do. Ah, there you go. That's a nice little ritual. So my guy, now I love Gary Vee, the Tom Billy, he has made some very good standalone videos. Uh, mm-hmm. But David Goggins, while he was on the Tom Billy show, okay, Tom Billy was actually interviewing, all right? Uh, what is it? David Goggins said, this guy, I mean, I could fit so much. I, I could fit myself or put myself in his shoes because, again, he was called the N-word at school back there in, you know, Indiana. Uh, he <laughs> was insecure. His mother was punched by his stepfather. Um, oh my God, you can imagine, like, the trials and tribulations that any individual can go through as an African-American child in America, that's what he went through. He went into the, uh, what is it, into the Navy, and that's when everything changed. He went through Hell Week, he did the 100-mile race, he said at one point he was urinating blood, and, you know, he was trying to finish this race, and his kidneys were shutting down, he had stress fractures, all of that, and I realized that what I'm going through right now, in terms of my thought process, it's nowhere on a scale like that. So at that given moment, I hurry up and say, "Whoa, I am grateful for this life," because then mm-hmm. that gratitude comes back and say, "Boy, Arsenio, what the hell are you complaining about? This guy has lost everything. He was an insecure child because of what the opinions of other people had put on him, and you know he was overweight. He was this. He was that, and people would call him names and uh, you know racial slurs, you name it. And I'm not trying to compare my life to his. I just hurry up and realize that I am more grateful than I have ever been in my life because I've never been through that. And that's one great. That's the biggest token of gratitude anyone could have you know what i mean so that state of gratitude and putting myself back into a more positive frequency that's what i hurry up and try doing yeah yeah when you're in that low vibe mood you want to get out of that get in that high vibe mood as soon as possible because you don't it's okay to be there but you don't want to stay there right and so if we look at this from of course the last part the financial perspective now my family yeah, you know my family. Oh my God, no money, no money, no money, no money. No, I don't have enough. My, my mom would say some of the craziest things in terms of money. And you know mm-hmm. what? I don't think she was ever aware of what she was spending. And so there were sometimes, you know, I would say, okay, so you need $100 for me. I'm only getting $600 a month teaching in a foreign country. Whatever, what happened to your monthly checks? And so I think that's one thing because I think she focused so much on not having enough that she wasn't aware of her spending and that when emergencies came, she wasn't prepared financially. So if we Mm -hmm. look at those people who always say, I don't have enough money, 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 that's the focus. So guess what? They're never going to have enough money, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all guilty of saying that because it's so easy to say, like, I'm broke. I don't have enough money. I think I said that today, actually. (laughs) And it goes back to being self-aware, like, for real. Oh, man, I'm I'm guilty. I've said that before. And uh, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when you say it. And it feels weird when you're broke, but you say that I'm abundant. I'm rich. But... you you kind of have to like shift your mind into thinking that way because you like what we were saying before you your words are very powerful 
And I think affirmations are a good way to kind of uh, counteract that negative talk. Instead of saying I'm broke, I'm broke. I don't have enough money. Wake up every morning, say I'm rich, I'm abundant. Not and like even if you do say you're broke on that same day that you say all those positive affirmations, at least you're in the process of kind of conditioning your mind to think in that way. Even if you do crack and say like some of those not so good words, at least you're putting in the effort to say the right ones. Right, right. And so, um, oh my God, I had that with me too. In terms of like, I mean, like you being guilty, I'm guilty too. And the thing is when you actually look at it from a real perspective, look at your, your finances and everything like me. And of course me having to, you know, spend money on this. Okay. Do this and do that. And I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to be broken? It's so funny because when I actually look at my finances and next month, I, I laugh at myself every month. I laugh at myself and I say, Arsidia, what the hell are you even complaining about? This is completely not true. So when that happens, uh, hopefully I'm conditioning my mind to say, okay, Arsenio, you are never going to be broke. If you were broke, you the brokest I've ever been, I had $10 to my name about five years ago. And I made a note to myself. I say, you know what? This is not, ne- I'm not ever going to be this broke ever, ever again and so of course from since then it's all been upside obviously it better be upside but um yeah yeah those those specific moments and actually just becoming aware of your spending like where's all your money going you know uh Mm -hmm. do you need to buy you know that that 30 dollar meal or could you actually make something at home for like five to ten dollars you know what i mean and so that could probably take away the stress the unwanted stress and the the needless stress or whatever you want to call it stress from the situation in general. So I had another good thought. It was so good. And it's about what you were talking about. But it just went whoop, gone. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's one of the techniques that I actually use. I, you just got to look at. Look at everything from top to bottom. All the categories. You know. If you look at your friendships. And I call it the circle, the, man, I don't even know what I'm going to call it from now on because, again, me and Luke, we've talked about this so much in terms of not having friends. I have kind of like my mastermind group. That's what I have, you know, because I can't really, uh, you know, say that my family and my, (laughs) and I have friends. That's not necessarily true. I have a mastermind group. I have mentors. I have entrepreneurs. I have graphic designers. I have coaches. I have this. I have that. I'm around successful people 24-7. So when I'm focusing on that, of course, it's going to reap unbelievable and unimaginable results. But if you are broke and you're in a broke neighborhood, you have broke friends, you have broke opinions, you have a broke family, you have a broken house, you have broke everything. It's kind of like, why does a poor people, why do poor people live with poor people? Why do middle class people live with mm-hmm. middle class people? Why do rich people live with rich people? Why is that? So, mm. again, well, yeah. I, I think it's part of the conditioning. Yes. You know? Right. So that's when, yeah, I was actually walking down the street at, uh, this is an area of Bangkok I've never been through, and it's the most infamous in terms of it being, like, really heavily slum. And, again, if you look at all these children and you look at, you know, all the people there, all the put you never see them just probably five minutes up the road looking and seeing how other people are living. No, 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 no. They stay in one spot, and that's it. So, yeah, like you said, conditioning. So, very, very interested. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like they say that you you are the sum of like the five people that you hang out with. And if, you know, you're making more money than your friends, obviously (laughs) you, you might have an issue there. But everyone seems to be attracted to like everyone who's in the same like situation they are the same like financial situation or mental situation and uh it takes a lot of guts to like actually rise up from that and hang out with like better people or you know people that are doing better than you but if you're hanging out with the same people you're not going to go like anywhere past that that's what they say and i've definitely been in a uh, situation like that before Mm, yeah 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 you luke and i we've talked about that so again the steps would be self-awareness and give me two other things that people can actually put into action right now in terms of, okay, what I'm focusing on, checking your feelings, obviously, um, and if you're on a negative frequency and whatnot, my goal, it could be inspirational, like listening to a David Goggins or listening to something that can disrupt my body's biochemistry, so laughing. Okay, watch it. Listen into mm-hmm. the Hodge twins. Completely senseless, you know, <laughs> things that could disrupt what I'm feeling at that specific moment. You know what I mean? So is there anything else that um anything else that you do or that you've done in the past but you no longer do that can kind of relate? I used to get like really, really like deep into like anger and like negative self-talk and it would just like go in a cycle and like repeat itself and repeat itself and uh i think the same thing that i mentioned before becoming self-aware of my thoughts was like the biggest thing and um i would i would have it it got to the point where i was so self-aware i would have a thought and i would immediately be like nope we're not thinking this right now shift and the more that i did that the more the thoughts seem to not come up as much and the more the thoughts weren't even negative to begin with and uh it was just slowly like the rewiring of the thought patterns in my brain and i think self-awareness is just one of those things that are that is able to help us with our thoughts with our actions with our finances with our relationships i think self-awareness is just something that everyone should really just try and master and try and practice every single day because you don't know what you don't know and when you bring attention to the things that you don't know what's happening you have a new light you're like oh wow i'm like really like in this like pit of darkness right now like i need to change this like if it's one thing like if you are aware and you know what you're thinking and you don't do anything about it it's another thing uh, that like when you want to change and you want to take action and then you're aware of like what you're doing and you have a real a realization like I'm the problem <laughs> and then you know you're like okay what can I do to fix it so being self-aware and being constructive about it is definitely definitely key there you go okay all right sounds good so guys I hope that you could take something from this again Asking yourself, those are nice little, you know, or triggers, you know, whatever can trigger you going back to a negative mindset, get rid of those triggers. It's kind of like uh, if you have alcohol in your home and your focus is always on alcohol and you feel that, you know, you're drinking four times a week, you need to cut back on the drinking, you need to pour that alcohol out, get rid of it because that could be a home trigger, a trigger in your home. So 
Maybe it's a relationship you have, a friend that you have. Maybe it's a friend that you have where you start complaining with that friend, and then after that, you start focusing on all of the bad. You know what I mean? So there are also triggers out there. So staying away from that friend or just easing mm-hmm. away from him or, you know, pouring out those things or getting rid of that cake or, you know, getting out of that neighborhood, dumping that group of friends, that online chatter, those posts on Instagram or Facebook, cleaning up your Facebook feed, these can all be triggers because you know what? If you watch the media and you see bad news in terms of whatever you're very passionate about, you're going to focus on that for probably the next 12 to 24 hours. Therefore, one day out of your life is finished. So, yep, exactly. Exactly. You have to be very self-aware on what you're focusing on. Right. All right. So, guys, with that being said, as always, Salita, thank you so much for coming on to another episode of the Arsenio Book Show. Of course, of course, anytime. Absolutely. So, guys, we're going to be throwing out some very interesting things in December. Selena and I were probably, along with uh, Luke, uh, although, of course, we're going to have you on uh, the motivational mentors and stuff, too. Uh, we're going to be mm-hmm. doing assessments. We're going to figure out what happened this year. You know, we might do a Wheel of Life podcast saying, okay, what went right? What didn't go right? How can we get better next year? 2019 goals. Go over them. Talk to your friends about goals, which Selena and I might do, of course, on the podcast coming up in December because December is the month of love. (laughs) It can be the month of misery for a lot of people. Like, oh, my God, what did I do this year? (laughs) But we're going to help you guys clean all that mess up. So, Selena, again, bi-weekly. We're going to see you back here in two weeks as usual. And thank you so much for uh, coming back on to the Arsenio Buck Show. Yeah, of course. Anytime. And guys, with that being said, man, stay tuned for another one coming up tomorrow morning. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.